0: And hello there, all you stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here. Kicking off our, uh, Stay Tuned Sports Week. Got some, uh, some fighting news to talk about. Some, once again, a fighter being suspended for steroids. But how long is he suspended for? We'll, we'll get into that. We'll touch on the whole Connor and Khabib, uh, Twitter beef going on. It's starting to get pretty ugly with that stuff. And then, uh... UFC is planning on a Brock Lesnar-Daniel Cromier fight in August. We'll touch on that. Can it happen with Brock Lesnar in WWE? What's the situation with the contract there? And to finish the show, we're going to talk about the Bare Knuckle Boxing uh, pay-per-view coming out this uh, Saturday with Artem Lobov making his uh, BKB debut I'll get my picks, and I'm pretty excited. I'll be live tweeting it. I'm all on board with uh, with them compared to the UFC, especially again with everything going on with Conor and this this rivalry with uh, Khabib. But before we get into the show, head over to Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Jimbo St Sports. Follow the show at St Sports Podcast. Follow Shoulder or don't follow Shoulder. At shoulder underscore bro, try and use a little reverse psychology there to get some people to follow him so he doesn't feel so lonely. Um, some kind of big news for our for stay tuned sports. We actually have a stay tuned sports channel now on YouTube, so you can head over there, subscribe to us. All the episodes will be going on there. I'm going to slowly add the past episodes on there as well. So probably the day that this show comes out, maybe the next day is when I'll be able to get it on because I I record Thursdays later at night. Same thing with Fridays when me and Shoulder uh, records, which he will be back tomorrow, I promise you. I got confirmation from him. I got a signed document from him. He will be back tomorrow with his wittiness and his shoulders. (laughs) So getting into the show here, Uh, First thing I'm going to touch on is a UFC heavyweight fighter has been banned for life. He's the first fighter banned from life for failing a uh, steroid test. And surprisingly, there was actually like five or six different steroids that he had in his body that he got suspended for. Now, two weeks ago, we had TJ Dillashaw test positive, I think just for... One uh, steroid. Which, again, you know, I said... I kind of defended him, I guess, in a way. By saying maybe these fighters that are getting suspended aren't um, really knowledgeable of what they could put in their body, what mixes together and makes it illegal. But this dude has been suspended a couple times for testing positive. He, He, This is his third violation uh, i believe in like two or three years and under the ufc's program a third violation brings a suspension that at minimum doubles the time served for a second violation and at maximum need uh, that's a permanent ban now the article that i found is i kind of found it funny because it said it's retroactive to october 10th who cares he's banned for life it don't matter if it's Retroactive from today or five years ago. He's banned for life. And the funny part about this is he's part of uh, Habib Nurmagomedov's uh, fight camp. He, this uh, Ruslan Nagomedov, and I believe another fighter, I forget the, the guy's name. I think it was uh, Habib's cousin or, or Stepbrother, something like that, was the other one that got suspended for two years for uh, testing positive for steroids. But listen, everybody messes up. I could see after you know the first testing positive, okay, everybody messes up. Second time, listen, we'll give you another chance, and that's when you know, okay, two-year ban, that's a pretty hefty ban. You know, you figure even if you're 21 and you're the next rising star, that's two years out of the game. It's it's not a sport that, and I'll get into this with uh, Brock Lesnar and the Chromeo talk later. It's not a sport that you could just pick up a year later. It's a sport you got to stay active in. And so it takes another year or so to uh, get back into actual in octagon fighting. Shape. You could train every day for those two years, but until you're actually in there doing it, I can't see you just picking up where you left off. Yes, John Jones does it, but he's a different breed. And so, really, you're losing three years. Third time, just like in baseball, uh, lifetime ban. I, I agree with it. How many more chances can you give this guy um, before? you know, you, the UFC and, and the USDAES, whatever they are, they start looking like the, the jokes of this thing. But this guy here, he, he's an absolute joke, refused one of the, uh, one of the tests, so right there, if you refuse, I'm sorry, you're guilty, you're just saying, yes, I have things in my body. Wanderlei Silva did it a couple of years ago, that's why he's not in the UFC anymore, fighting, plus, he's old as shit too, and. Has no more jaw. But, you know, it's, it's a shame that these fighters think that they could get away with this multiple times. Like I said, everybody everybody messes up once. But to keep doing it and putting the same stuff or different variations of it, of it back into your body, it, it just makes no sense. You, you could make... And the thing with this guy was, he was on a three... Fight win streak. I don't understand why, he, and maybe he was using during those, those those win streaks. But if you're a rising star, you have potential to make millions and millions of dollars down the road. And now this dude just pissed it all away. Now yes, he could go over to Russian and fight and and Japan and. You know, overseas, but they're not. He's not going to make the money he would have made in UFC or Bellator over here in the U.S. And he he can't he can't do it now. And it's a shame, you know. I I just don't understand. I, I just don't understand it. And kind of even bringing like baseball into it. Baseball players, you know, first offense I believe is like a 20 or 30 game suspension. Then it goes up to 80 games. And I believe the third time is lifetime ban, which is kind of like these guys here. It's, you know, I I understand with baseball, you probably got these trainers, like look at the Jose Canseco or the Alex Rodriguez thing. You got these trainers saying, oh, no, it's fine, it's fine, just take it. It's healthy, It's, it's legit, you know. After the first time... Taking something that's illegal that you didn't know about, but now you get caught, I wouldn't take anything from this person that that says that they're the trainer. They they have your best interest in their hands. Not gonna do it. Just cost a lot. Cost this guy a lot, a lot of money. Now, something that's not costing the UFC a lot of money, if anything making more money for them is this whole Conor uh, McGregor Habib Twitter beef I'm okay with some good trash talking but the one thing I don't like fighters getting involved are the other fighters family or religion sexual sexuality you know, keep that stuff out of it. Just keep the. I'm gonna get you in a headlock and pop your head like a zit type stuff. You know, that's why I, I, I was really hoping for the Connor McGregor and uh, Donald Cerrone fight. Leading up to that, I could see them trash talking about, well, your whiskey sucks, my is better, vice versa. But no, Connor. And again, I've stated a, a few times on this show that I'm a Conor fan. I'm slowly starting to get disgusted with them. So this past week, uh, let's see. Today's Thursday, I believe it was Tuesday. He went on Twitter and made a comment with a picture of Habib and his uh, his wife, who are both. Islamic religion, she had a veil on, and he said, uh, Connor said, Your wife is a towel mate. That's just, that's not right. That's, you know, the old saying, of blow the bell shot. That's not even a blow the bell shot. That's just disgusting. And then Habib retaliated with basically calling Connor a rapist with the whole. Um, sexual assault case be investigated now it's one th- you know Habibs wasn't as bad as Connor's but still bad he posted a picture of uh Connor with a, a a female that claims to be the mother of one of his children this is getting very bad this is slowly turning into another I'm gonna jump the fence fight the crowd, throw a dolly into a bus window type thing all over again that's not what this this company needs right now and then Dana White came out a few hours after that says yes him and UFC is aware of what's going on, what was said and they're going to handle it internally now when I saw this 90% of me was like good finally someone is gonna step up and tell these guys you know cool it with the the religion talk the you know just the nastiness the the, the dirtiness of this trash talk but mr. Conor McGregor who was retired a few hours later unretired and said I'll see you in the octagon so Dana what was said did you say okay you know if you guys stop talking about this I'll, I'll i'll let you guys fight it out in the ring yeah that that's that's real smart if this this is what happens that's real smart let's put two guys in the ring who hate each other supposedly hate each other because also Ariel holani posted a picture i guess about 2 3 years ago of connor and habib Shaking hands, you know, taking a picture. Looking like they actually legit liked each other. What happened? Now, are they, you know, feeding this? Is this, you know, our our good friend King said a year ago, UFC is turning into WWE. Is that the case? I understand, you know, it's still real. You know, you're still getting punched in the face and nasty cuts, bad leg breaks, this and that and the other thing. But to sell fights, are you turning it into WWE? You know, I, I just want to see a good trash talk and some good fights. Past two weekends, I believe it was, that UFC was on ESPN Plus. Really good cards. J- uh, Gaith knocking out uh Barbosa. I mean nasty. Uh who was the other one? Uh Michael Johnson getting his head knocked off and sent to the moon. He went stiff. It was it was nasty. It's just terrible how this this Twitter beef is getting so so personal now and quite frankly it's it's disgusting. You know, boxing as much as as best boxing is nowadays, even in the uh, the past, Mike Tyson I think would be the only one that was the worst uh, towards the end of his career when he said that he would take uh, who was it, Lennox Lewis who was going to fight or Evander Holyfield and eat their kids that's bad that's disgusting but you never hear of it really in boxing you don't hear about it in bare knuckle boxing now even though they had the little, little scrum between Artem Lobov and, and Paul Paulie, um, Valganagi. And again, I hope, I hope they're not going down that route. I hope they're not trying to turn it into a WWE. Because if they have something good there, that's not big yet, don't make it like UFC yet. Uh... I figured I was gonna go with it too, <laughs> but yeah, this Connor thing—it's gotta stop. If they fight, Khabib can't fight till uh, late fall, I believe it's November when his suspension's up. Connor, Mister, he's gonna get destroyed again too, I, I believe. He, he's too worried about everything else. I mean, he came out with uh, that—he's he's selling wine now. It's called Chomp Chomp, and. He's too worried about all that other stuff and not the fight game. And it's it's going to catch up to him. Oh, the, the, other, the one other thing that I want to touch on about this too is when talking about the suspensions. When the suspensions were handed down by the fight commissions, they also said that they're going to start holding fighters accountable for the trash talking, how far it goes in this net. Well, here you go. I mean, you can't get much farther than this. Are they going to suspend them, find them, not give them the fight license? Because if they do fight each other, it's it's going to have to be in Vegas. It's going to have to be somewhere big. Vegas is where Conor always fights. 90% of UFC pay-per-views are in, Uf, uh, in Las Vegas. So I'm curious to see, do they step up and, and back up their word and say, no, this this is too far. This is going to turn out ugly again. Just like the last time. But hopefully, somehow, this, this beef stops with the attacks on the family, attacks on the religion, and just gets back to old school trash talking fight game. Also something that came out this, uh, I believe yesterday, um, it was reported that UFC is planning, finally planning a Daniel Cromier versus Brock Lesnar fight for the heavyweight division. Didn't say anything about a belt, but you would have to assume it'd be a belt on the line because why would Brock Lesnar come back? Now, some backstory, well, behind the scenes type stuff for Brock Lesnar. He's fighting this Sunday at WrestleMania 35 against Seth Rollins to defend his belt. The interesting part of this is for all you, all you people that you know used to follow wrestling, this and that. Whenever a fighter was at the end of his contract and was a champion, he would end up losing the belt so he could become a free agent. Now, thing is, when Brock Lesnar signed his new contract with WWE, he has stipulation in there that he could fight one UFC fight during that contract. Now, I forget how long the contract is. I don't know if it's a year or a couple years, but he could come back and fight one time. Now, he hasn't fought since 2016 at UFC 200 against Mark Hunt. He won that one by unanimous decision, but it was overturned to no contest because a positive test of steroids. Now, come on, a dude that chiseled or that in shape, there's something. And plus being in WWE where they're a little bit more lenient with steroids, you know, no surprise to me. But if you go back to his last official win was 2010. That's nine years ago against Shane Carwin, who was, I always thought he was a a flash in the pan. You know, strung a couple of wins together and he was supposed to be the one to to dethrone Brock Lesnar and he ended up getting caught in an arm triangle. Since then, since 2010, Chrome actually went on to win the light heavyweight belt, which was last year. And then moved up to heavyweight to uh, fight Stipe Miocic, and won that belt. Which it was a nice little uppercut, you know, setup that he did that knocked him out, well, knocked him down, and the fight got stopped. But UFC is planning for a fight in August. There's no date, no location yet. It's very early. If this actually does happen, this is going to be. The oldest combined age for a USC fight. It's something like 81 or 82 years old. Old, uh, I believe Chromier is like 40. Lesnar's 41 or vice versa. Both are in great shape. So I'm not worried about like a... Who was it? Uh, Ken Shamrock versus Hoist Gracie and Bellator or whoever. Whatever it was. Like that was... That was kind of bad. But this one, they're both in shape. I think this would be... Not as a sloppy fight, but like I stated earlier with uh, the Russian heavyweight that got suspended for life, this is not a game that you could take a couple years off and come back and do one fight, take a couple more years off. You have to fight. You have have to train for this sport every day. It's got to be your everyday life, which for Chromier, it is. Lesnar hasn't fought in two years. I'm sorry, three years. Because I, blink, I believe 2000 or UFC 200 was in like August or so, July, August. He hasn't fought in almost three years. And he's going to come back against the best heavyweight in the past couple of years. Like this may end badly for Brock Lesnar. Now, I know a lot of fans don't like it when wrestlers lay and pray, as they would say. But both guys, like Daniel Cromay is an Olympic wrestler. Brock Lesnar is a multi-champion wrestler with uh, Minnesota, I believe it was. I I actually wouldn't mind seeing these guys if it does get to the ground. I don't think it will be a boring wrestling match on, on the ground. Thinking about the fight, how does Chromier get Lesnar down? You know, Lesnar does still have power. I'll give him that. He still has a punch. Chromier, I think, is going to be a shorter reach. So it's going to be tough for him to get inside to get the the takedowns. But if he gets him down on the ground, who's going to win the, the battle? Only problem is, Lesnar hasn't been in that octagon in three years. So... I still put my money on Daniel Cromier but will not be surprised if Lesnar knocks him out Um, I mean John Jones did it again John Jones is a a different different beast I'd like to see him fight Lesnar might be even worse of a fight matchup for uh, for Lesnar But that is in the works, hopefully for August. Maybe we'll get some news within the next week or two. So before I go, like I said earlier in the show, I will be live tweeting the Bare Knuckle Boxing pay-per-view this Saturday, which you could order on Fight TV. I think it's fight.tv maybe? But you could get on the PlayStation, Roku, Firestick, all that stuff. You just gotta look it up. And I'll tell you what the fight card—you know, five, six pay-per-views in—starting to look pretty good. Um, the main event is Artem Lobov versus Jason Knight, which is it's Lobov's uh, first fight in bare-knuckle boxing. Who is Conor McGregor's right-hand man? Um, you have Chris Le- Chris Lieben. Making his debut, which I'm really excited because I was a big Chris Levin fan when he was U- with UFC. It just that uh, that type of sport, it's a young man sport where you got to worry about takedowns, you know, submissions, all that. Bare Knuckle is right up Lobov and Chris Levin's uh, alleyway. And if you head over to Belly Up Sports, I actually wrote an article about the fights this Saturday and I'm going to go through the, the fight card hopefully I picked the same ones again that I did in the article because I kind of forget who I took but as far as the main event with Artem Lobov versus Jason Knight I think Artem Lobov has the power I think he's going to knock him out May go two rounds, but Jason, I there's nothing really that scares me about him. So gonna go with Lobov, which then I believe will set up a Polymaginagi rivalry um, fight, whatever you want to call it, because they had a little scrum this past uh, Tuesday, them trash talking with each other. And for the people that don't know who, why why there's a rivalry with Paul Maganaghi. So when Conor McGregor was training for the Floyd Mayweather fight, Maganaghi was the one that was sparring with him and supposedly Conor knocked him out, knocked him down and Maganaghi says, no, it was a trip. So that's why he has a lot of beef towards Conor's fight group. And Lobov being the right hand man of Connor took exception. So no punches were thrown, mostly bitch is, you know, that's it. But the co main event for the two hundred five pound division is Chris Lieben versus Justin Baseman. Like I said, Chris Lieben. I'm hoping for an old school Chris Leben knockout. I think it's gonna be a brawl. It's right up his alleyway if it's a brawl. Um I just hope to see he he do good because the last uh, organization he was in ran very poorly. The fighters fought, never got paid. He's still waiting to get paid. It it'd just be nice to see him get some type of uh, redemption, I guess, in a way here. Now the card actually starts off with Troy Beats at heavyweight against Bobo O'Bannon. Listen, I'm going with Bobo. I mean, that's a badass name. You know you, you he probably got made fun of when he was younger as a kid. So it's toughing him up. And, and as a heavyweight, if it's not a knockout in the first round, it could turn sloppy. Um, these two guys I couldn't find any stats on. So I'm going with Bobo Bannon. Then after those guys, we have Sheena Starr versus Ivana Coleman at 125 pounds. These two I found stats on. And let me tell you. Oh boy. Uh, Shannon, uh, Shannon Starr I believe is on like a 9 fight losing streak. And is like 1 in 13 or so. And you think oh my god. Coleman's got to be all a destroyer. Well. She's on a 10 fight losing streak. And has never won one. Never won a, a MMA fight. Or any type of combat fight. So, with that, I'm going with Coleman because let's let's be honest. I mean, 10 fight losing streak. You you gotta eventually win one. After that one, we have Caleb Harris versus Harris Stevenson. I believe I took uh, I believe I took Harris Stevenson, and this is the 165 pound division. Again, I, I don't think there was any stats on these guys, so I just kinda you know threw it at the dartboard and see where it landed. After that we had a lightweight tournament semi final round, which is Abdil Velasquez versus Johnny Bedford. I took Johnny Bedford, he's been with the organization since the the beginning. Very quick hands, powerful, so he could knock him out or he could win by decision. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna knock Velasquez out maybe by the second round or have a, a ref stoppage. After those guys, we have Randy Hedrick versus Isaac Valley Flag at 165 pounds. Took Randy Hedrick because um, Isaac's stats were just terrible, very very bad losing percentage. After that fight, we have Rusty Crowder versus Reggie Barnett for the lightweight tournament semi-final round. If Rusty wasn't fighting Reggie Barnett, because, again, Reggie Barnett's very quick, he's very good with his defense, Bob and Weaving, all that stuff, with a name like Rusty, I would back him up. I, I would cheer him on. That's that's a badass name. I love that name. But, unfortunately, I think Reggie Barnett, he could he could win by knockout, he could win by decision. This one, I think he's going to win by knockout after those guys they got my my boy Sam Shoemaker versus Chase Sherman at heavyweight now I said in my article about Sam Shoemaker since the first pay-per-view for anybody that's never uh, watched one of these pay-per-views he I forget who he fought it was a, a Navy SEAL that he fought and the bell rang nine seconds later it was a haymaker from hell And just destroyed the dude. Nine seconds in. Won by knockout. Since then. He hasn't been the greatest. He's been up and down. Fight after that one. He won by. I believe like a split decision. Then. He lost. In the final round for the heavyweight belt. Then his last fight. uh, Was another close decision. It just seems like ever since that. That big knockout he's looking for that big knockout now i think the way he wins this one is first round just come get your your jab going so you can get your distance going and then go for the haymaker but when you know when i looked up uh chase sherman again not very good stats so i'm pulling for my boy uh sam i'm hoping he gets back on on top here Maybe get some strings of wins together, go back for that belt. After that, we have the Women's American Featherweight Championship, which is Britton Hart versus Christine Ferreira. Now, Hart fought Beck Rollins. Uh, I don't think the last pay-per-view, I think it was the pay-per-view before that. And I'll tell you what, she took some good, good shots from Beck Rollins, and no pun intended, she showed Hart going with her christine i've seen her a couple times she's uh very talented as well this this could be a potential for a fight tonight this could be a very good fight but i'm going with Britton Hart just because i i think she has more toughness and i think she could pull this win out and like i stated uh, when we start talking about bare knuckle, you know, I'm going with Chris Lieben over just Justin Baseman and Artem Lobov over Jason Knight. So that's going to be it for this, this episode. Uh, like I said earlier, I will be live tweeting, uh, tweeting it. But in order for you guys to interact with me during me live tweeting, you have to head over to Twitter, head over to Twitter, follow the show at ST sports podcast. Follow me at Jimbo ST sports. Head over to Shoulders Twitter, which is Shoulders underscore bro. Also, go on YouTube. Search for us for our channel. Subscribe there. Um, a lot of new stuff is coming through the pipeline, With hopefully within the next month that you know we'll be announcing. We will be back tomorrow. Well, I'll be back tomorrow with Shoulders, I promise you. I have it in in writing. He's going to be back. He's going to be huge. (laughs) So this is your good friend Jimbo. Signing out.